Welcome back to another episode of Gear and Review. It's been a while, so we want to get back into this routine of talking about gadgets and gear and things related to healthcare. And my name is Bobby Rutu, and guess who else is with us? On the other side of the microphone. Uh, no, uh, this is Reed Smith. It's been a while. I was on some of the early episodes of Gear and Review, so it's uh, it's fun to uh, it's fun to be back. Talk about uh, talk about fun, cool gadgets. You know, gadgets are fun, and many times we can get lost in just talking about gadgets. But I think there's something really pertinent today to talk about. Reed, you brought this up. Um, yep. You know, going into hospitals now is not easy anymore. Right. Well, it's it's really not. And in my day job, and I've talked about this over on on Touchpoint, the podcast, but um, we we did a consumer study and we asked consumers uh, about safety and trust and all these types of things. Right. And and to, to what we're talking about today, one of the things that we asked was, you know, what would make you feel more safe about coming back to a hospital? Right. And it was interesting because I, the one, the first one was very obvious, like they were reducing cases in my, in my particular area, right? But one that was up towards the top, which I thought was interesting, and it, and it dovetails nicely to what we're talking about today, is new cleanliness procedures and those types of things, right? What's interesting about that, however, is, is like they don't want to just hear us say that we have new cleanliness procedures. They want to see it. So I think I'd like to I'd like to get your thoughts, Bobby, as you guys are capturing content on two things. One is the art of actually showing versus telling. Uh, we don't have to spend that's a that's an episode in and of itself. But also, how are we actually and how are what are some recommendations or ideas on actually capturing content because we need to be able to show people right. So how do we do that in in kind of this era that we're in now? Man. So let's let's start, let's yeah. let's start there. So you have a bunch of gear and gadgets and stuff that we're talking about. Uh, did, does anything change in kind of the prep, right? Like you're getting your stuff together to go somewhere. How how does that part of this equation change, or does it? Oh, it does. First of all, throw away the lapel mics and wireless mics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just go ahead and accept the fact that you are not going to break those out. And just goodbye. Um, so, so not clip it. Don't clip them to the mask. No, don't clip it. <laughs> don't even like clip it to the side of the mask or even think that you can put it inside the mask because you think the audio quality is better. Yeah. Um, it is really interesting. So basically that's the one thing we've taken out of the tool bag, um, especially in hospitals. Second, you will be using a boom mic. Um, what, hospitals immediately are hiring production people to uh, keep on telling stories, edits, you know, physician mm. introductions, those types of uh, products that for consumers, um, especially during this time right now where they're, you know, teaching hospitals are bringing in their new residents. And so they're going to basically put them through edits. And so that's a great opportunity to record them, but you got to do it in a way that's helpful and safe um and so boom mics have become a big opportunity to one basically respect someone's space um and two keep your distance away 
And so we have really focused on uh, boom mics. And what I mean by boom mics is, you know, we're using uh, special condenser mics like Sennheisers and other that we Mm. can hang above the person uh, through a boom uh, stand or put it below them where it captures the audio below them. And so that is something new. Um, so that, yeah, that's the first off right there, you know, microphones, getting interviews. Um, and they've got to be on a boom that still keeps you away from them. So making sure that you have sandbags for them so they don't fall mm. over and smack the person. Because once you get it set, you really don't want to get close to that individual. Um, yeah, now you're probably more top-heavy than you were, or that you're thinking, at least, right? Yep. So sandbags have become a big new uh, tool in the tool bag that you got to pull out of the back of your production house and start bringing them to the front of the production house, you know? So uh, that's awesome. So now you need to hire somebody to carry all this heavy stuff now yep, or yep. have more, more dollies or, or whatnot. Or just get a bunch of interns and then you've got, you're bringing all these people into place. So it's great. It's so mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but yeah, that's, that's first one. Um, second, um, bef- in production prep, we're cleaning. We are wa- yeah. wiping down the cameras yeah. and... A lot of the cameras have mics on them or the, the boom mics with windscreens. And um, we are taking those off inside settings because there's no wind and because they're foam or furry. And you don't just throw those into the washing machine to wash them. So we're only using those on outside shoots. So taking the windscreens off the microphones because they're harder cloth to clean to be compliant uh, mm. inside hospitals. So goodbye, windscreens. <laughs> uh, and then third, we're bringing a lot of Clorox sanitizing uh, napkins. Um, or we're having to make our own um, by getting a hold of alcohol and special type of mixtures that are okay to put on the on the actual physical production gear to wipe it down before we go inside. So stocking up on cleaning supplies that you can use for the equipment. Nice. Lots, lot of stuff there, isn't it? <laughs> so planning planning not to stand close to people. And so what does that mean from a capture mechanism standpoint? And then also cleaning and probably re-cleaning. And so that's you know more stuff that you're having to kind of prep for and pack i guess um so once once you arrive how how has the process kind of changed you know obviously you guys and you know other people around the country i'm sure have great relationships with their clients many of them if not the vast majority if not all of them at times um are repeat customers right and so you're comfortable walking in the building you're comfortable going to where you need to go and you know you how has kind of that thought process changed as far as um, I've got to load up a bunch of gear and take it somewhere um, and, and kind of arriving on site? Um, now it's pretty much the same protocol is getting on an international flight. Um, 
you literally yeah you meet with somebody and they're like why are you here and that whole thing yeah and also yeah. arriving a, at least 30 to 45 minutes earlier than the normal production um, mm. because you're having to some hospitals uh, still have people at their entrances where they're taking your temperature um, they're making sure you have masks they're going through the question and answers to uh, for the day to see um, where you've been and if you are bringing something inside the hospital that is contagious so you're having to answer those questions and then also they're looking at your gear you know asking you questions about your gear and so getting inside the hospital is taking longer uh, so it, to me it reminds me of getting on a flight uh, you've got to go through a quote-unquote not really a security checkpoint but a checkpoint to get in the doors um, some hospitals are relaxing. What I mean by relaxing is away from the main facility where the ER or the operating area is and some of the subspecialties and physician practices. Uh, they're allowing you to come in and test you inside the practice to and ask those questions. But in the main mm-hmm. hospital, when you walk in the front door, so many of the hospitals have check checkpoints to ask you questions. And that's that's true across the board for many organizations including manufacturing like we were inside a place today and i had to sign all the release forms asking me where i'd been in the last uh, 14 days and then um, agreeing that i would wear my mask and agreeing that um, uh, when i left that i was going to wipe everything down so adding time to that process of entering a hospital is really important so you don't get in a hurry. So that's really, really a new part of this production process. So you, you, you're you starting to actually capture content. We talked a little bit about that with booms and shotgun mics and, again, capturing from a distance, so to speak. Is there anything, like, on the visual side, that's a lot of audio. Is there anything visually that we need to take into account? Again, not so much gear and gadgets, but... Um, you know, we've always talked about best practice. You, know, you don't put somebody in front of a window and not next to the wall. And I, are there, is there some different uh, thought process now? I guess you're shooting more outside, I would guess, right? Yes, we are finding hospitals are wanting to capture content outside um, to find ways, instead of being inside the hospital, to be outside the walls of the physical space. Um, if you're inside the hospital, uh, we are finding that we're having to do a lot more pre-production planning on where we're going to go. An example is if we're going to do a production on bariatric service line, um, many times they want the uh, nurse navigator or the, the point person to be the interview, and then they want a patient testimonial. And so we're having to plan those patient testimonials and the B-roll to go with it outside the hospital, mm. um, where it could be that individual um, probably got to was able to get in their car for the first time because they've lost weight or drive for the first time. That's a case study that we're working on now. It's not about being inside the hospital to get the um, get the patient and the nurse navigator together inside the hospital. It's more about the patient centric story so that we don't have to take the cameras in the hospital and so we're shifting away from putting the hospital first but to putting the patient first from a video production standpoint 
And then when we go in the hospital, we're starting to depend, depend more on stabilizers and tripods where we oh, accept the fact that we are not going to go handheld. We're going to be minimum six to 10 feet away from people and taking our time to get very produced shots that we are all comfortable with and that's pre-planned. And so B-roll is now really planned out, not only which shots you're going to get, but where in the hospital. So that pre-production planning becomes a very important thing. Um, and going in very light for those B-roll shoots, taking exactly what you need instead of taking everything you need. For that shoot, you know that you're going to use this lens on this camera on this tripod. You only take it to that section of the hospital. You're not taking your whole buggy. You're not taking everything with you and make choices there. You're taking exactly what you need to that section of the hospital to get that shot. Makes total sense. Yep. Makes so, total sense. Um, so a lot's changing. So now you know, we've, we've captured it. We've managed to clean and protect and... You know, putting the patient first, for example, or, or maybe it's clinical staff or whoever. Uh, we've captured this content. Uh, we pack up much the same way we unpacked, I would assume. A lot of cleaning, a lot of staying out of the way, you know, and, and all that type of stuff. We load up, we come back to the office. Is there anything that really changes now uh, in the unloading slash kind of post-production um, part of the equation yeah post-production's changed for us dramatically we're doing a lot more virtual edits with our clients mm. where they're sending us footage that they've captured inside but also we've really streamlined or started advising people to streamline their post-production process specifically their revision process we are starting now to use vimeo a lot more in a professional manner where Vimeo allows you to share it with a private link that's password protected like we know. But now they have the ability for the client to type notes into the screen of the video. For instance, if they see something in the shot that they don't like, they can actually take their cursor and drop a pin on that Very cool. area of the video and write a note. And so that's really helped us a lot because it allows us to... Um, know exactly where we've got to fix something as opposed to general uh, time code mm -hmm. generic um, information revisions. And so that's really sped it up for us. And we've been training our clients on using that platform. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because, again, it's um, uh, in a virtual sense, like we've been doing even as uh, you know, team members, so to speak, you're having to find new ways to communicate uh, collaborate and all of that. And so obviously in the post-production world, um, that's what you're talking about. And I think what's interesting, and, I, and I, I'm, a, I'm going to assume you'll agree with me on this, but I'd love, I'd love your input. I don't think we'll probably go back to the old way. You no. know, much like, much like we're not going to go back. You know, we forced everybody into using Microsoft Teams or Slack or whatever. And like, lo and behold, everybody liked it. We forced everybody into telehealth and virtual visits. Lo and behold, everybody liked it. So I don't know that we're going to backtrack uh, and start doing things the old way again. So I would assume a lot of these collaboration tools, especially in the post-production part of the equation, you know, are here to stay, certainly. And as people have gotten more comfortable with them out of necessity, they also see what we've seen on the production side for quite some time, uh, the usefulness and the efficiencies that are there. Yeah, and also 
um, we're also seeing really more intentionality behind really good scopes of work, laying mm. out exactly what we're going to do and what we're going to be, how much how much time we're going to be on site, so that individuals right. uh, on both party sides know exactly what to expect. There's no hidden uh, things that will pop up in the midst of it. So really taking advantage of that pre-planning time. Awesome. Very, very cool. Well, there's some great insights here. Any any parting thoughts or ideas that people need to keep in mind as they're thinking about this? Plan, 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 man. Just plan, plan, plan. Think through it before you do it and be honest with your hospital partners. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity to have richer conversations about what production is going to look like and not rush through it because at the end of the day, the liability has gone up dramatically and you want to make sure that you're walking into every situation with eyes wide open. So I don't know, man, it's, there's a lot of good stuff out there and uh, I'm glad to get this back up and running. Glad to talk to you today. Yeah. Hey, tell me a little bit, uh, what are some other podcasts we should be listening to right now on the Touchpoint Network? Yeah, absolutely. It's great to get this one uh, kind of back up and going and and hope everybody likes it. Again, we'd love to hear from you if there's certain things you'd like us to talk about, people to talk to, um, things to do, let us know, certainly. And uh, I, even on the on the video side, visually, if, if it works better to, to show something, you know, maybe that's a good idea, too. But anyway, we just love your feedback. Uh, Touchpoint.health is the website. And so to Bobby's point, uh, you can bounce over there, check out a little bit more about this show, catch up on some of the back episodes. There's some great reviews between different like Canon uh, DSLR cameras or, um, you know, lighting rigs, batteries, et cetera. There's all kinds of stuff there that you can check out. If that's, uh, if that's your thing, we would encourage you to do that. There's some other shows on the network. Uh, you know, one I'd point out that I thought uh, is really interesting and kind of timely um, a series that um, our, our uh, good buddy Chris Boyer uh, did called The New Normal uh, in conjunction with Yext. Um, a lot of real uh, high-end conversations with folks around, you know, what now and what next and that type of thing in the healthcare space. And so that was a series of, if I remember right, 10 episodes. Uh, you can go check them all out. They're all out on the site. You can also download them or subscribe uh, wherever you happen to get your podcast. And speaking of, uh, please do that. That's the number one way that other people will find this show. So rate, review, subscribe over on Apple Podcasts, stream it on Spotify, whatever whatever works for you. So for Bobby Ratu, I'm Reed Smith, and we will see you next time.